November, 2009 Chapter 1 Getting rich in Miami was easy, or so Reuben Betancourt was told. Miami had Boomtown written all over it again. The Great Recession was over. The perils of reckless borrowing and Nina loans, no income, no assets, no problem, were yesterday's news. Cash was king. A new Bentley Continental GT like Paris Hilton's? Cash. Hitting Miami Beach to clean out Chanel at Bal Harbor shops? More cash. A penthouse in Sunny Isles? All cash. No mortgage required. Brazilians, Argentinians, Mexicans, anyone with a Latin fortune was flush with cash and buying up Miami. Ruben saw the expensive cars and jewelry all around him, but he wasn't plugged into the new economy, and he didn't understand it. One year, the banks loved him, couldn't give him enough credit, and talked him and his wife into a house and Nina loan that they couldn't possibly afford. All you need is a pulse and credit score, their mortgage broker had assured them. As it turned out, that pulse thing was optional. Fraudulent loans to dead people were soaring, right along with bank profits. Two years into their subprime mortgage, the Betancourts were in foreclosure and out on the street, their dream house was scooped up for a song on the courthouse steps by investors who paid, what else? Cash. Front end and back end, the banks won. But not this time. Reuben got smart and looked to the skies. Not at the new high-rise condos and office towers that had reshaped Miami's skyline. His eye was on money flights. Commercial jets pregnant with bags of U.S. currency in their cargo bellies. Touchdown! shouted Reuben. He was in the passenger seat of a borrowed pickup truck, listening to the Miami Dolphins football game on the radio. The color commentator added his patented, All right, Miami, over the airwaves. Reuben slapped a high five with his brother in law, Jeffrey Beauchamp, who was behind the wheel. The truck was parked alongside Perimeter Road near Miami International Airport. Jeffrey's uncle, Craig Pinky Perez, was in the back seat. A fully loaded Makarov 9mm semi-automatic pistol tucked under his belt. They're still gonna lose, said Pinky. The pessimism was warranted. The team was rebuilding, and just eight weeks into the new season, they already had five losses. Maybe I should buy the team, said Jeffrey. Maybe you should shut up, said Pinky. Maybe you should everybody shut it said Reuben. Just shut up and watch the fucking planes. The family dynamics were wearing thin on Reuben. He'd approached a couple of buddies to pull off the heist with him, two pros with balls as big as globes, but who had passed because it sounded too risky. He was stuck with family. Pinky would probably be okay, with an impressive criminal record to prove it. Jeffrey, on the other hand, was five foot six inches tall and weighed 300 pounds, and the number one woman in his life was still his mother. Always smiling, he loved to laugh, even at himself. But he was as gullible as a ten-year-old. It was like asking the actual loser on The Biggest Loser to knock off a bank with the added dimension of drug addiction 
which meant that he spent half his life coked up and binging, the other half sleeping it off. Jeffrey would be the driver, just the driver. Hey, is that it? asked Jeffrey as he peered out the windshield. Their truck was south of the airport on the other side of a 12-foot fence of chain link topped with barbed wire. They had a clear view of the runway and control tower. Looks like a jumbo jet to me, said Pinky. The plane descended from the west, flying over the uninhabited Florida Everglades. Ruben had counted almost four dozen landings since 1 p.m., a typical afternoon at MIA, the second busiest airport in the country for international traffic. But Ruben was getting antsy. The scheduled arrival time for Lufthansa Flight 462 from Frankfurt was 1.50 p.m. It was now 2 o'clock. He smiled as he spotted the telltale bump on the forward double-deck section of the fuselage of the Boeing 747. That's it, bro. Yeah, baby! The landing gear deployed, the nose lifted, and the plane touched down at the west end of the runway. The engines whined as the plane rolled past them. The airline's logo, a circle of gold on the deep blue tail, seemed to smile on them like the Florida sun. Payday, said Reuben. All right, Miami, said Jeffrey. Touchdown! Touchdown!